Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. What is going on, peeps? And welcome to episode 40 of the Bench peeps. Time Podcast. Peeps, yeah. Yeah, peeps. <laughs> You're our peeps. What's going on, fam? Like, <laughs> like marshmallow peeps. Yeah. You can let it, we'd like to let, we like it when you, you guys sit out and get stale. <laughs> That's when they're better. Actually, marshmallow peeps are awful. So it's episode 40, huh? Episode, the real 40. I know last week we were uh, premature 40, so now we are actually 40. Um, I think they got pills for that stuff, but we're actually not premature this week, and it is episode 40. Um, so, yeah, welcome to episode 40. We All right. I, as a little reflection, I was going yeah. through some of our our original episodes. Yeah. And they are cringy as hell. Like they are bad. They are really oh, bad. No. And I mean, they're not bad. We were starting out. We didn't really know what we were doing and we were learning as we were going. We never had any previous <laughs> podcasting experience. Yeah. Uh, but it was just funny. I was listening to like episode two and you did the intro to it. Right. And it was like, it was bad. Yeah, I did the intro of the first one, I believe. No, too. I did the first one. Did you? Yeah, I okay. I did the first well, one. Whatever. But so you're like, better at it. Than hang, I on, have, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Listen, I'm gonna play it real quick. <laughs> this is okay. All right, this is too good. All right, but here, bear with me for a second. Actually, while I'm finding that, let's thank our patrons for this week. We got two new patrons since our last episode. Um, mm-hmm. We got Bruce Harrison and David Smith. Both became patrons, and now they both have access to our Overtime at the Bench podcast, which also publishes usually on Fridays. Sometimes we drop them in the middle of the week. It'll be on Friday again this week. So we're actually on episode 10 of the Overtime at the Bench podcast, which um, Bruce and David now have access to. So thanks again, guys. Hey, thanks. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, and if Appreciate you want to, if you want to become a patron and get access to the Overtime at the Bench podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs um, and join our crew. I think we have 17 patrons now. That's that's awesome. So yeah. uh, it means a lot to us, and we're able to grow. We're able to buy better audio equipment. I know Stephen Hayworth, one of our guests and um, a patron as well, had uh, – complimented on us on our audio as well as a few other people so big shout out thanks a lot and we're help you're helping us grow and um we got a lot more planned coming so that's fantastic yeah again patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs so yep. let's go real quick before we jump into what we were going to talk about i wanted to play this back let me hang on i'm gonna play uh the like your talking point in the intro of episode two because it is just like it's too good hang on oh god hang on. Hundreds. Our, we're bad at it in general on episode two yeah hang on i'm getting there guys yeah we were pretty so, raw man we were definitely we were definitely inexperienced i mean not that we're <laughs> not that we're experts at podcasting okay. yet after four you ready are you ready go ahead yeah Welcome to episode two, week two, of our podcast, Bench Time. With, I, I'm your host, uh, Todd Wiley, and of course, Brett Wiley. 
uh, is here with us as well. And uh, we're here today to talk to you about um, some of the fun projects that we have going on. There was like a cell phone noise in the background. We are working with, um, of course, um, any of the... uh, uh, this is the longest really intro really ever. But it was good. I mean, nobody I, should have to go through this. No, no one should have to live that hell again. But hey, I won't say that I was good either because there were some moments when I was listening back oh, yeah, yeah. that I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is embarrassing. I don't want to listen yeah, to. So- I don't want to listen to myself again. So, anyways, and I'm sure in a year when we do when we do episode whatever ninety. Well, ninety something, and we listen back to this episode. We'll probably laugh at that as well. But uh, and you said you said that you got a, a real bloopers over the year over the oh, forty that we've done. Yeah. So uh, sometime we'll have to do a playback on bloopers. I think but, uh, when we do, be, I uh, think when we do the, um, we'll we'll save that for like maybe not fifty. We might no. do that at like seventy five. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll let you know. Maybe when we're in for one year, we'll do a blooper reel. But uh, yeah. we got a bloop. I got a blooper reel. It's gonna be awesome. So, anyways, uh, so, thanks for joining us on Forty. We have a cool interview. Um, we have Bill Sartori. Oh, excuse me, Bill Sartori of Microlumina.com coming up. But before we get into that, pretty we, cool stuff. He'll, he'll be talking about light, lighting, and we haven't really gotten too lighting no at, i'm excited at, to talk uh, to him and I mean, it's, it's like a niche within a niche and you know this it, is a small niche in the hobby uh, to begin with the fine scale like, and then and I, to have a niche inside that niche is cool right i feel like lighting yeah. too is is overlooked so i'm excited oh, to talk yeah. to him and i'm excited to get him on and kind of hear what he has to tell us because i'm actually going to use this as a a note-taking session i don't really know very notes. much about it so I have my notepad ready, and I will be scribbling so, down notes like crazy. So real quick, uh, I know you want to cover one thing before we get started, but well, we, we, we don't got a contest. Well, we we, the... before we jump into oh, the contest, sorry. I have we I am I dropped the ball as usual, and um, <laughs> I did not ask our patrons for a patron question of the week. So, uh, uh luckily, yeah. one of our patrons pulled through, and Dan Pugach. Um, put a put a question up about making his own jersey barriers, and he went into a little bit more detail about it. But he basically wants to make his own jersey barriers, uh, and he wants to make a mold so he can replicate jersey them barriers. over and over again. Yeah, uh, like cattle shoots or whatever you call them on the highway. Uh, okay. Oh, you mean like the concrete barriers fit in between lanes, or, or yeah, if they're trying it keeps, to yeah, it keeps a tractor trailer from blowing through the, your lane, their lane, and the your lane right. and smashing you. So, right, um, they're doing construction, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah right. So he was asking how to make your own jersey barriers or cattle chutes or concrete wall, whatever you want to call them. And uh, um, well, I think, and I know you, you were before we started this episode and we discussed this. You were talking about being able to make them with a mold. Um, but I, yeah, I got I got rubber latex here, and I haven't done it yet. Right. Um. And, and I'll, I'll let you get to yours real quick. And well, then, this would go in but, part with yours. Yeah, the cat just walked in. Anyhow. Um, that's all right. We got these mics. We yep. can't hear her now. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a, a – I guess it's a 16-ounce bottle of rubber latex mold that I got at Michael's at Craft Store. And um, 
you know, with the coupon, I used uh, the rubber latex, and uh, I oh, I didn't use it yet, but I got the thing. It would normally be like eighteen bucks. I bought it for nine. I had a fifty percent thing, and um, I have yet to use it, but I want to try it. So when I do, um, you know, I'll let you know how I you know, work out with the molds. I mean, I guess you're going to have to have an original of some type. Yeah, I would uh, actually make the original. This is just me, but mm-hmm. I would actually make it out of the material that you actually had problems with the other week. But I would prob- I would try and make it out of air dry clay first. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of our other patrons, Ron, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Ron. We'll just say it was Ron. Well, we got and we got two or three Rons, so yeah. Okay, but it, so, no, okay. it was Ron. So he actually uses um, uh, stone dust and scenic glue, scenic glue as a concrete. Like he mixes them up and makes yeah. a a concrete out of them. Um, but also, Greg Baker said uh, concrete is just a mix of rock and cement, which you would have, uh, which would have too much large rock in it. Uh, if you could get any kind of cement, it may work too, as to make like an original. Um, but then you could obviously from that just, uh, you know, like you said, if you had a latex material, make a mold out of that original that you made um, yeah. and keep pouring them over and over again. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, that would probably be the best. That would probably be the best But bet. then also Greg goes in to say that if you could make um, every anything out of hydrocal or plaster, which is obviously what you would probably want to pour right. into your molds, that would be the best because for – your, I don't know for your master what you would make it out of. It would probably be some kind something you could sculpt like a like a uh, air dry clay or mm-hmm. uh, something more something more firm. But then obviously hydrocal, you're gonna get the smoothest. That's what Greg said. Greg Baker, one of our patrons, said uh, you're gonna get the smoothest finish out of a mold if you use hydrocal or plaster. Right, and I, I agree with that. And 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 here's the thing, uh, you're it's it's a it's a Jersey barrier, so it's it's not it's eight, it, we're talking HO scale, so it's not going to be huge. It might be slightly longer than a vehicle each piece. Remember, they they go in in sections, right? So you would need to add, you need to make a lot of them, and you know, so it's going to be a small piece. So I would probably make many duplicates in one casting, so that way I could not have to do. You need to make maybe you need to make one and then use the two of them and make a you know three or four at a time. Uh, what would be one, really cool to do is what would be really neat to do is uh, if you could um, oh if you could make one and then multiply it and make a couple and then mm-hmm. you could actually just make a section of Jersey barriers and string string a mold make a mold out of your latex with you know six seven eight in a row if you were trying to go for a long stretch of Jersey barriers right right. And Jersey barrier, uh, Jersey barriers are actually here. I just went to the good old Google, and um, minimum length for a Jersey barrier will be ten feet. It's common for Department of Transportation's to ask for lengths in twenty or even thirty feet. Okay, but they are commonly ten. Most commonly ten, it says. Yeah. So ten, so, and I don't know how tall they are. They're probably oh, standing at forty-two inches tall. So right. yeah. For I mean, us, it probably won't be something we ever make because, you know, they didn't have them, you know, during, during our time era no. that we model. You know, but still, I mean, it's cool. And one of the things, too. But I um, know we have a lot of listeners and people we've had on the show that do 80s and 70s 
specifically. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, maybe one of our uh, past guests might be able to help out along that lines as to Jersey barriers and and ways to do them or where to get them or how he made his. I'm not sure, and that's Frank Varga. Oh yeah, on some of, on some of his um, photos that he has put up on his on his um, uh, group page uh, on Facebook. Uh, that is uh, scale structures and scenery. Um, on that, he may maybe he can chime in if he's listening to this. I know he sometimes does. Uh, maybe he can get in touch with us and tell us how he did the Jersey barriers that I saw on his layout that are an HO scale. Um, he might have an idea. Um, also, there is a I have a book uh, made by AK Interactive. It's called Dioramas FAQ. That is a kick-ass book. It's a majorly thick book. It's probably 300 pages, full color, all the different photos. I know you can get that at um, FOS Scale Models um, has that for sale. It's not a cheap book. Um, no, but I'm, you and I have no. both, you know, I'll, spent yeah. a lot of spent a lot of nose time in that book, and right. it it's is incredible. Mil- yeah, and it's a military modeling book mainly. I mean, that's the scale that they're doing, but they tell you how to weather them, paint them, and uh, the Jersey barriers that they have in in that book. There's a big section on that. Um, they are extremely. Um, very, very realistic. I mean, you, you, you would not be able to tell if they were, you know, uh, one, one, one v one scale. You know, right. so it's um, yeah, that's that's an option if you want to get into that book. But there's many different techniques throughout that book that are awesome. Not just that. So if you bought it, you would get, you know, a plethora of tips on some of the best modeling techniques that you could think of now a lot of it's geared for ak interactive products but the, there are substitute products that you could figure out very quickly on your own on how to do it without buying the, the products but uh right the book is amazing so it, they do discuss jersey barriers in that book very so, cool yeah <clears throat> so uh, so you wanted to get into the contest right right well we had the contest the deadline for that is sunday september the 30th and that'll be at midnight so those of you that are making your model um we've run other contests before so this is how it works we do the um um i'm sorry now i'm having one of my episode two moments uh but you'll have your 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 photos that you need to take take one or two or three or whatever you gotta take post them up one to our um our Facebook page. Okay. Right. Enter them onto our Facebook page and uh, at HS Skill Customs Facebook page. Make sure that they're up there before midnight. Uh, put, you know, of course, your name will be on it as you enter it. And um, it is your, this is the, the contest for scrap, uh, the scrap box contest, which is meaning anything you could make out of scraps. And we all have that box. And some of you have been out there. I know several of you that I'm aware of that are out there currently making a uh, model for that. Yeah. Uh, this is the time to do it. So enter them up. Uh, maybe you'll be that person that we select. The best one's going to get a, uh, a T-shirt from us, uh, HSK Customs T-shirt, uh, whatever your choice is of T-shirts on there as far as uh, the logo goes. And then, of course, uh, or if you already have a T-shirt or – uh, and you want something else like a coffee mug, we can su- substitute that for you. 
and um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll work figure that you. out. We'll, we'll get you. But, it, we have some, right. we, You'll get a prize. And we're and we're working on our Zazzle store, so we'll have a bunch more up right. here soon. So right. uh, we might Absolutely. we might have a bunch more, but it'll be in that range of a, of of that prize value. Right. And this is our third contest we've yeah. had. We've had uh, the first contest I did. We we named uh, the doll head that my mother gave me, Rosemary, uh, who sits on my workbench. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was our little sound clip there. Do you like that? That Harold? was creepy. I'll that hit, was creepy. I'll hit it again for you. So that's a that's. Oh my god! Now she sits over my workbench. Yeah, she watches over all the fine scale modeling that you do. Oh my god! I'm gonna hide now tonight in the closet and shake. You better, Um, yeah, you better. (laughs) That was creepy, man. So that makes me almost want to take Rosemary out and smash her with a hammer and put her. No, she'll just come back. She'll just come back completely (laughs) assembled again, and you know, sitting right back on that shelf like she never left. So, oh my gosh! Hey, again. We got the contest. We gotta we gotta jump into our interview here. We got Bill yeah. waiting, and um, uh, the contest. You have to have your submissions in. It has to be completely sub- submissions in by the midnight on the thirtieth, and that's mm-hmm. midnight on in uh, oh, I'm sorry on uh, Pacific time. Yep. For our Pacific listeners, and um, it has to be completely scrap scrap built. Of scrap material, obviously, we're not going to know if you hand cut some walls. We understand, but try your best to make it out of completely made of out of scraps, and uh, um, submit it by midnight on September thirtieth, midnight Pacific time. So, we are now going to jump into our interview with Bill Satori, Sartori. I'm sorry, from Microlumina. Mm-hmm. So we got him on the All line. Right. We're going to bring him in. So Let's hope you guys, hope you guys enjoy this one. All right, so welcome to the line, Bill. We got Bill Sartori from Microlumina and Microlumina.com, who will also be at the Fine Scale Modelers Expo uh, this November. So we talked with those guys last week, and we're excited to have you on the show, Bill. Um, how's everything going? Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, everything's going, I guess, as expected. Uh, have to get a lot of things ready and uh, and uh, working on on uh, different different little projects, I guess. Right, that's great. Aren't That's we great. All? And, and I want to. I just want to. And I just want to point out one thing. Uh, you're also a Pennsylvanian, so we have a yep. we have a fellow Pennsylvanian on the show with us today. So that's awesome. You've got and taxes in Pennsylvania. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and he's also a somewhat of a fly, uh, a penguin. Oh, uh, we don't need to get into that today. That's okay. <laughs> we'll keep it. But what about the Flyers' new mascot? We can talk about that. Maybe. We can oh, both make Flyers fun of that. Gritty. Oh, Gritty. my gosh. That is the spookiest thing ever. Um, <laughs> it, I think they're going to have a lot of problems with that mascot. No, no. I think it's great. I think, And I think they're embracing it. <laughs> they wouldn't They wouldn't have released it if they didn't expect that. Yeah. But I yeah. think it's great. I think yeah. I think it's fun. In fact, uh, <laughs> it, I, I think uh, it'd be fun to go to a game just to see it now, like a, the spectacle. But either way, hey, it's a good uh, it's a good rivalry we have between our teams. I know it's not yeah. it's yeah. not it's not the most friendly rivalry, but it's uh, it's fun and big fans. And as much as as much as 
the Caps and the Penguins don't get along, I, I still look forward to it. So I'm glad to have you on the show, Bill. And <laughs> this isn't a hockey podcast. I'd love it to be, no. but uh, <laughs> that's another time. So, so it, it, is, this, is this show number 40 or this number is 40? A, this is episode 40. Uh, yep. 40. 40 again. So last week we had... 40 straight weeks without a break. <laughs> We've La- had 40 straight without a break, a, a break in it at all. So. And they're and they're and they and they and they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, folks. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, we were. I've been actually looking forward to this. Uh, this is I've a... been talking to each other for uh, maybe two or three months now that we've been trying to set this up. So I've been really looking forward to this to this uh, episode. And this and is a very able... unique episode because we have yeah. we've had a lot of modelers on and we've had a lot of um, you know manufacturers on of kits. But we haven't yet had someone on um, that does lighting or electronics like you do. So um, I'm very excited to to actually learn from you because we haven't really done much lighting at all. So this is for me exciting because it's it's new and it's it's kind of like the new sexy thing for us to try out. Great, but uh, I encourage a lot of people to try it out. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what it, we hope to drive here today. I mean, it draws people in because, you know, they, they, they see the lights. I mean, they're like a moth to a flame. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what got what you started in the model railroading? And it, was it model railroading first? And then how did but, it progress to, from that to lighting? Where did you start with model railroading? Well, probably like, like most people. Dad had a, a layout set up, and I got interested in that. And... Um, uh, then, you know, high school, cars, girls, and uh, got away from it and then back into it. So uh, you know, it's kind of the same path that a lot of people have taken, I think. Yeah, that's like a script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, boy. Now, now when you were in, you, you do the modeling, you do the, you know, um, you know, you obviously, you do modeling yourself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you do, was it always been the fine scale? Is it more... Is it more of the fine scale detailing and scenery, or are you into the trains? Is it a bit of both? Well, um, when I when I first started, I, you know, it was like you know any kind of model. When I was a kid, I mean, right. if you got that 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 box for for Christmas or birthday, and you shook it, and and you knew that there was plastic inside there, and that was awesome. <laughs> and uh, and so I always liked building models, you know, all different kinds, whether it was ships, planes, cars, boats, whatever. Uh, and, uh, but then, uh, after I got back into, uh, you know, back into the hobby and settled down to just the, uh, the, the train stuff, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm into. And, and, and it's like taking that niche into the other niche, it's, you know, the structures and going one niche further, it's the lighting of the structures, but, uh, it's the scenery, the structures, the dioramas. That's, that's what I'm, I'm into mostly. Yeah. And, and now, when you've done that, and you you know you obviously know a lot of the same people in this hobby that, that we do, as far, mm-hmm. far as uh, milers and people in the in the business end of things, uh, uh, who were some of your were any of them any driving uh, driving force for you or or type of uh, somebody that you know you kind of emulated wanted to emulate well, their work or inspired you. Well, one uh, one that pops into mind is you know the king of model railroading, Dave Ferrari, uh, and he's got the, the the 222 tips and tricks or whatever, and uh, the follow up for 223. I don't forget the name of it. It's but, endless. I mean, that was such a 
That, that was such a great, uh, and also the Penzi, the six part, I think it was, the six part uh, yes. on the Penzi. I yes. mean, those are just awesome, awesome books to, to, to work from. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and Dave's just such a well-rounded, uh, you know, guy. He's got so much to, to share. Uh, he was, he's one of them. And, and then, uh, you know, getting into all of this, um, I this is just like a lot of the manufacturers that are out there uh, that have, uh, you know, had uh, friends and I mean, uh, grown alliances with, and there's a lot of a lot of great people out there. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, and, and you mentioned Dave. I mean, I, I said last week on our podcast with another, with our previous guest um, that you know his books that you mentioned. I have them sitting actually right here on the shelf in front of me, and and they are, in my opinion, they're like the Bible. I mean, mm-hmm. that book, you can go to them, and they are time, they are timeless tips. Those will never go out of style. Those books and mm-hmm. the Howard Zane book that we got yeah. are all, yeah, those, are, oh, yeah. those are I wanted like, to get one of those at the last expo, and he sold out of them. So. Oh, no. Well, he's uh, got a ton of them. I, I'm pretty sure he's got a bunch of them left, so, but, um, And, and wow. that's a layout to see with your eyes, too. That's just awesome. Yeah, that's insane. It keeps so. going and going. <laughs> Now, um, so so, where did you go then? From what made you say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to be the guy that does illumination for my railroad." But here's how that started. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, a little frog in the throat. Whenever I um, started back in the hobby, uh, a friend Don Reed, he's no longer with us, uh, local fellow. Uh, said uh, i don't know how i'm trying to remember how i got uh connected with him um but he he said why don't you go uh come up to the local jamboree nmra jamboree uh in the spring and i did that and they had some clinics and uh listened to some clinics and sat in on them it kind of got me you know know, back into uh the hobby more and um and from that i was at the time looking on there was uh the railroad line forum Mm-hmm. And um, you know, looking at how people were putting the kits together and, and just really doing some some really really great great work, and, um, <clears throat> and then uh, you know, seeing the, the different kits, uh, uh, I'm just uh, kind of remembering here, uh, and, and just thinking how you know I could really you know we could really add some details to these and, and you know light them up. And uh, but that would be a nice thing to do. And uh, I was looking, you know, reading some articles in uh, some of the publications, uh, Model Railroad or whatever. And um, and I wasn't liking what I was seeing on on some of them. They were kind of really complicating the process of using LEDs. And um, I mean, electronics was something I kind of dabbled around with for for years, ever since I was a little kid. And uh, so uh, I want to say it's second nature in, in some respects, but I never got into the math and the, you know, the, the Kirchhoff's laws and Ohm's law and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I just wanted to, you know, make the light light up and flash when I wanted it to. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, some of these, uh, some of the clinics or the articles were like really kind of uh, over the top. I mean, they're, they're good. I mean, it was all good information and everything, but I thought as, Someone who's starting out, I'd be really afraid to, to get into it. And, Intimidated. And, yeah, and, and there has to be a, a, an easier way of, of, of explaining it. 
to get people started in it because it's 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 not that bad. It's mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean the only problem with it is that uh, you end up saying oh I got a light now I got to put something in the inside of the building to to show you know so you have more of your your project creep or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no, I mean I know when I started model rovering and I gave, I stopped doing it for a while. Uh, when Brett was born and we got back in, I got back into it with mm-hmm. him. Now he's an adult with his own kids. We got back mm-hmm. into it together. We had done, we tried a little bit when he was younger. Uh, mm-hmm. and we, but I, when I, when I did it myself, I had my own layout years and years ago. It's a good size one. And I had lighting, but at the time it wasn't an led thing. It was a, right. you know, small little miniature rice bulbs. And, mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, you hooked them up to an extra power supply pack and, and uh, you you go until you, you couldn't get any juice out of them anymore, and you keep adding you keep adding them on that one, yeah. and it was relatively simple. You just yep. daisy chain them along. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, today, now with the LED, I mean, I mean, it looks like there's just so we haven't done it yet. And we want to we're ready we're to jump to. into this, and I'm we're not... going to. Um, but you know, it, I don't know where to begin. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. obviously different than trying to daisy chain some rice yeah. bulbs. Um, but the power supply is, well, you know, way lower and, you know, definitely and that, uh, finer. And that, that's something you just touched on. Um, that you said a phrase, and I and I, my one goal with this podcast, Bill, was to, this episode was to kind of, from our standpoint and from people listening who haven't tried adding LED lighting to their kits, um, what's the best way to kind of get your feet wet with doing this? I mean, obviously, just doing it. That's what all these craftsman modelers and craftsman kit makers say. But um, like, if you were gonna mm-hmm. if you were gonna say to start out doing some lighting on a building or your city or your layout in general, what would you say is the best way to get started for our listeners who maybe haven't tried it? It's uh, a good question, and um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to. Uh, it, it kind of depends on you know what it is you're lighting. And how complicated you want to make it, uh, but uh, for getting started, I mean, there's some. Uh, I think some people are probably familiar with, like I think Woodland Scenics has these plug-and-play uh, devices, which are certainly fine, um, and you can use those. Uh, uh, you know, they're, they're okay. It all depends on your level of detail. I mean, if, if you want to get into the um, you know the fine scale miniature stuff. Uh, you know Doug's uh, the Foss scale uh, Carolina kits and uh, Jimmy's. Uh, you know the, the Craftsman kits, mm-hmm. and you want to get some real detail, then you might want to you know uh, take it one step further. And um, it, <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Okay. I'm talking uh, about the, the, the Woodland Phoenix, uh, and uh, it's a good jumping-off part, uh, but it's it's plug-and-play. Um, so if you really want to learn some of the nuts and bolts behind it, then you probably should get into actually working with the LEDs themselves and the wiring and, and how to control them. Uh, I mean, let me face it, we're, we're building craftsman kits here. Uh, right. I mean, you, you know, Surely, you can get the plug-and-play stuff. You can also get models already built up for you, too. But, you know, that we're, the fun is building them. And uh, if you start off something simple, 
and put a, a, an LED on the inside of it and maybe one on the outside underneath a, an overhang. Uh, that's, you know, two LEDs. That's a great way of starting out. And um, then you can take it from there. You can make your own goosenecks or have people make them for you. Um, you can make pole lights. I mean, you can do a whole lot of things. Right. Uh, and I'm sure it's one of those things that once you do it once, uh, any anyone with any creative juices, once you figure out how to do it and how to hook it up to a structure or a light pole or you do it one time, then mm-hmm. your brain starts to go crazy with like, oh, man, I could do – pretty much anything with these like with these leds just because of the flexibility and the size of them mm-hmm. yep and, and hey if you can't do it yourself chances are you probably know somebody who can help you out right 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 now with, with you know with the leds like you have and you offer um you, you said you know you could you can really take these up a notch and you you could put them inside you know lighting that you know some some, some of a lot of the kits come with their own um type of uh you know you said about the gooseneck lights to hang over like a doorway um mm-hmm. and you could you could actually replace instead of running or running with that wire i'm guessing could you run um one of the leds inside one of those um yep. domes or what, oh, i'm sorry what they call them shades yep uh i like the the, the plastic ones the, the titchy ones already have the hole drilled into them and they have a nice prototypical look Right. Uh, my problem is it's thin plastic. You got to get enough paint on it so it doesn't shine through. <laughs> yeah. uh, or you can use the metal ones. Right. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a few different options there. Um, and and the, the gooseneck sets the the advanced kind of stage. I mean, you wouldn't right. want to just jump into those. Of sure, course. sure. Okay. So then, you, but like with these LEDs, um, I'm going to just let you explain the different kinds of LEDs because sure. I have no clue where I'm even going with this question <laughs> this is why we have you on and this is why we need to have bill talk about this well the one thing I, I, I stress is that you know what i the way i do it isn't the way or the only way there's a lot of different ways to do it and i've learned from a lot of the people that have you know tried some of the stuff that i told them and made variations on it um but uh as far as the so again let me repeat that it's you know my way isn't necessarily the right way or the only way let's say uh so it's just one way of doing it and uh talking about well just the leds in general uh the first most basic ones to jump off on are the through hole type and and when i say through hole type these are the ones that you probably remember if you went to radio shack uh or or just the, the ones that look like the the bullet shape with the two wire leads sticking. Yeah, out when you're like in uh, your old tech ed classes back in school. Yeah, exactly. And the and the, and the two sizes that I I work with are three millimeter and five millimeter. They're, they're common sizes, and uh, of those, uh, some have a round end and some have a, a square uh, square end on it. And the round ended ones that round end that bullet shape acts like a lens and it makes it like a little spotlight uh the flat ones kind of spread out the light and disperse it more like a floodlight oh, okay so yeah, those are the two basic types in the three millimeter and the five millimeter just the, the diameter as far as it's no indication of the output of the light uh you know it's just a, it might be an easier size to work with um, you could have a a, a very bright three millimeter one and a, and a very dim five millimeter one 
so uh, that's the one thing about the LEDs. Uh, there, there's a lot of variations there. But, hey, a long time ago, you just get red and green ones, if you remember. <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember and, that. And now we've got all different shades of white going on, which is great for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you see LEDs put in everything, and now even into your own home for your own lighting, uh, you know, at a much grander scale. But it's um it's definitely uh the the possibilities for the lighting it, with leds is i just don't didn't know how they applied and you said through hole now is that like i want to put one underneath the building up through my layout you know the surface of my layout and up through a hole into the inside of my building and it illuminates the inside of my building correct well through hole was you know that's the kind of technology of a printed circuit uh, oh. where it had a, a hole in the board that the wire lead went through and got soldered onto a copper trace. And that's how the circuit boards were made. Anybody who, who used to make some of these uh, Heath kits from you know way back in the days, uh, I just turned 60, so I'm really getting old. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you had a, a circuit board that you inserted the parts into through the holes and then soldered them. Uh, and then that kind of, as the components got smaller and tinier, and, and we have our, our, the computers and our phones that we have today, you have this surface mount uh, where they don't have the holes anymore. They just take the part and it just goes, it gets soldered right onto the board. It's a tiny little square, a little oh. tiny tiny brick. And, and with those, those are the, the kind of LEDs that we use for um, uh, goosenecks and, oh. uh, or any kind of really tiny application the bad yeah. thing about them is they don't have any wires soldered onto them uh, ah. as they're made now you can solder them on or you can buy them with them already soldered on from a couple a few different places right and you offer you offer both soldered and unsoldered correct uh, well not really not really i, mean, I have, I have <laughs> the through hole ones I, I have the through hole ones and and i right. had the unsoldered okay. uh, surface mounts but there are places that people can go to uh, and, and get uh, get them get the surface mounts with the wire leaves already soldered onto them. Right. But whenever I'm making the goosenecks and whenever I show people how to make them and have the wire and, and tools to do your own soldering, mm-hmm. we're using a, a, a finer wire than what is commonly available on eBay and places like that. I mean, sure. We're talking about... Uh, a pair of wires that we can put through a piece of, of hypodermic tubing and bend it oh into the shape of a gooseneck. Wow. Yeah. And that's how we make them. Oh, In wow. HO and N scale, that is. Yeah. If you're into O scale, you can probably get away with the stuff that's, uh, you know, right off the eBay or, or yeah. any of those places. So, so now, um, now, how much uh, how much soldering work are we talking about? You and I talked about that a little bit last night uh, prior to the show. Um, we were talking about, you know, the, the, some people don't um, – I've soldered before. I know Brett's soldered before. But, right. um, you know, some people were, you know, maybe intimidated by the soldering. Is it pretty easy to do? Or You mean soldering the skill that must not be named? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's – a lot of people are turned off on it, and uh, all I can say is, you know, it's it's really worth learning how to do it. I mean, a lot of people never airbrushed, and right, you know, right. learn how to do it. Practice with it. Uh, I mean, you can 
just with, with a, a piece, couple pieces of wire. I mean, there's so many ways of, of you know learning how to do it, and it's not that difficult. Right. Uh, when you jump to those, like doing the surface mounts, if, you, if, if they are so inclined, then yeah, it's going to take a little bit more skill. Um, but for some simple lighting um, with the through-hole LEDs, uh, I can't stress it enough. Learn how to solder. It's it's not that bad. Right, and no, it's a it's, skill it's, that you can easily, uh, you know, with... Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know how you would practice on small electronics, but it's a skill that, you know, if you hop on YouTube or you, get, you just get online and watch other people doing it, it's not something yep. that is terribly difficult i think it's more just intimidating until people really start to do it on their own they see how easy it is yeah. and it's like someone says for crying out loud i mean these guys they've taken you know they put nail holes on, on, a, on a piece of, of <laughs> yeah, wood you know and are intri- these intricate intricate details i'm giving myself carpal tunnel poking just, nail holes like, in and you, you ha- they, they have the skill to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's there. <laughs> it all just comes down to patience. Yeah, patience and practice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like you said, there's – now now that you said well, – with the soldering end of it, I mean, you, you do your basic soldering that's required for the lights that you need to do. And mm-hmm. you get them – you get them – you can run the wiring as long as you need to go. But what to, to – so to what power source do these run off of? I mean, what well, do you recommend? Well, LEDs, the one thing about, you, know, you talked about the grain of rice bulbs and, and those. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the great thing about those light bulbs is you can hook them up anyway, and they work. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you didn't have too much voltage and you burned them out, <laughs> um, which is the same thing kind of applies to the LEDs. But they're sensitive to the polarity, and they, they can only run off of DC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way that they're designed. Right. Uh, and you know, if someone says that. Well, wait, I got these ones that I can run off of AC. Well, they probably have something, you know, either built into them or added onto them and, and hiding under some shrink wrap tubing or something like that that rectifies the AC and right. it changes it into DC. That is, and uh, so, and since it's a DC, then there's a positive and a negative. Uh, or if you're you have uh, listeners in the UK, it'd be a negative and a positive, and. Um, that's a joke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it but, took me a couple uh, seconds there because I was trying. Uh, I, was, try, I was sitting there trying to do the ACDC thing in my head. Uh, yeah, I get that. We're big ACDC people too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, but um, yeah, so you have to hook it up the right way, and. Um, and one of the things that got me, you know, people were saying, oh, if you hook it up, uh, you got to use a resistor. you got to use a resistor. Um, well, let me just, you know, jump in and say, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's best to use a resistor, but let, I'll give you a little rule of thumb here. Those white LEDs, pretty much, you know, they're, they're like three-volt devices, okay? Okay. Um, maybe a little bit more, 3.2 or whatever. They need three volts to light up. Now, less than that, they're either not going to light or they're going to be dim. More than that, then they're going to blow up. Um, but if you take a 3-volt LED and hook it up to a 3-volt battery, it's going to light up and it's going to be fine, and it's not going to blow up. You're not going to let out any magic smoke or, or any other kind of you know cute term like that. Right. Uh, I don't recommend anybody doing – I call that going commando. I, I don't <laughs> recommend 
people doing that because, I mean, you know, if, if there's a slight variation in the LED and or if you hook it up to the wrong power supply, you're going to blow it up and or, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not like a big, you know, MacGyver explosion or anything like that, but it's going <laughs> yeah. to burn out. Yeah, you're going to have no light. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's, so you need a DC power source, and that means you either have to have a, uh, you know, one of those wall warts you know, that uh, plug into the wall, those little cubes, uh, and, and preferably one that's like uh, designed for um, electronics rather than you know a phone charger or a charger um, wall wart might not you know might have might give you nine volts, but it might might not be a clean nine volts or a regulated right. nine volts. Uh, so you want that kind of charger that maybe you're using for an old uh, router or, you know, for your Wi-Fi or, or something like that. Um, so um, you can use that or you can use batteries. Uh, and batteries are good for, you know, if you're going to go to places like the, the expo and you're going to go to the contest room and you want to have uh, one of your models set up, you don't want to have it plugged in and people tripping over a wire. Uh, so the batteries are good for you know, dioramas that are sitting on a shelf or, you know, you're going to, you know, show off and have a, as a contest or, or something like that. It's another thing I'm going to say about lighting is that it gives you an edge in contests too. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, for your uh, uh, regular model railroad, you know, you can have uh, a separate uh, power source, a DC power source, and just run it underneath the layout that you can tap onto. Uh, for your lighting, just dedicate it for the lighting. You don't want to mix it up with the DCC or the DC because you're just asking for trouble. Right. Um, so as far as power goes, you need to have a DC power source. So now you hook it up to, let's say, what's the most common battery that people buy to hook them up to? I mean, would it be a, a 9-volt? I, I, I like to use a 9-volt battery. Um, I have one model uh, that I as a display. Um that uh, it's set Atlas switch tower. Everybody's familiar with the Atlas switch tower. Yes. Yeah. Uh, figured you guys. And uh, I think it has. Let's see, I built it, and it has. Um, I think. Uh, let me see here. One, two. It has four LEDs in it, and uh, and uh, each uh, and it's running off of a nine volt battery um, and having two separate circuits inside there. Um, I plugged it in. I hooked it up on a Saturday for a show, and then when I came home, I just left it on a shelf and it was still lit up Thursday, you know, after, you know, so. Oh, wow. It, it, it kept on going. It's yeah. like the, uh, but, the energizer uh, bunny there. <clears throat> yeah. And when you think about that, how long are you going to have, let's say it's our layout. Well, half the time I'm not, I'm not ready to show it if, off with all the lights on anyway. Right. And if we're I mean, working, you're working, we're on, working it, on it, we're not going to yeah. have the lights on. If you're showing mm -hmm. it to somebody, you're flipping all the lights on and that type of thing. But and if you're down there and you just want to kind of sit down and, relax around. and enjoy well, looking at it or toying around, yeah, then you'll throw it on. But when mm -hmm. you're down there actually working on it, I don't want to. If I'm not going to be staring at it or looking <laughs> at it, I don't want to be wasting my batteries. And right. you know, and and I'm I'm no. really not even going to think about turning it on. No offense to lighting, but I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not going to want to do that. Now I want to to work, you know. Yeah, yeah for that you're going to want to have it plugged into something right right, right yeah. exactly so um in, in that case you would hook up to one of your one of your uh type you know right. the, the plug-in the dcs the plug-in thing yeah and, right. and as far as common volt i mean everybody i think pretty much knows with, with batteries you got 
you know, one and a half volt batteries that you could hook up together and and make, you know, three volt, six volt, nine volt, 15 yeah. volt. Uh, and the plug-in ones, 12 volts, 15 volts, 18 volts. Uh, sure. Probably 12 and 18 are probably some common. You can get up to 24 volts. But mm-hmm. I, I think, a, a, you know, a good many people know the common voltages that we have available. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, just narrowing it down to two, 12 volts and 18 volts are, are a couple off the shelf. Good numbers right. to go with. And... Um, and then when we talk about you know the soldering and the wiring and the LEDs, yeah, I, I, I get into the bit about series and parallel wiring, mm-hmm. and um, just as a you know uh, a jump in here for on the the website on the Microluma site, uh, I have these articles called Light Bites. I'm staring yeah. at it right now. Yep, I was going to ask you go. on that. Yep, <clears throat> and people can download those. They don't cost anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been promising people that I was going to have one on goosenecks and I still haven't had it yet because life just gets in the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's coming along there. It's, it's getting there. Uh, but there's four of them, I think uh, uh, four or five uh, of the light bite articles. Yeah. And I take it and break it up. And there's one on there that talks about series and parallel wiring. And I kind of make an analogy with uh, a bookshelf uh, in that, um, uh, when you have a series circuit, it's like uh, a, a bunch of books on a shelf, like an encyclopedia or whatever. They're all in a row. Right. And, and then whenever they're in parallel, then you look at the, the shelves in the bookcase. You've got a lower shelf and a middle shelf and an upper shelf or whatever. And um, uh, so you have the, the series and the parallel bit um, as far as the wiring goes. But I need to backtrack a little bit and talk about the – remember we were talking about the – being careful not to burn up the LED. Yes. Uh, so the the way you keep from doing that is you can either use a resistor or a current limiter. Uh, the resistors that's you know you can get into math, uh, but I'm going to have a little little chart soon that you can just you know, pick and choose from. Uh, resistors are great because they're cheap and you don't have to you can hook them up any way. Right. Uh, and but you have to figure out which is the right one for your situation. Uh, whereas the current limiter can take an input voltage from 5 volts to 90 volts, and it'll make sure that the LED gets the right amount of current going through it so it'll light up without burning up. Okay. Uh, they cost a little so bit more. So you don't more. have to really calculate. You don't have to really do a lot of calculations with the current limiter. <clears throat> exactly. We like that. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> and so you know, and the, the number to remember is three. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the number three. The white LED. I like it. I like it. We got the ACDC joke, and now we got this one. <laughs> they're, they're dad jokes. <laughs> no, it's, they're the best ones. <laughs> they're, they're dad jokes. But uh, the, uh, the current limiter figure, it's going to use up about three volts. And the white LEDs, how many volts did I say? Uh, three. three, 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 very good. The number if you're three. In my clinic, I'd give you, I give you a twitchy roll. We're gonna have to start talking like uh, when we're we're doing our numbers here. We're gonna have to start talking like the count from Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, that's <yeah>, <laughs> Brett, Brett has well, uh, a three-year-old and a one-year-old at home, so uh, he's uh, very familiar with all the oh, yeah. all the uh, oh, yeah. counting yep. in Sesame Street. So. In there too. Yep. But uh, 
but but remembering that three volts. Okay, so if you take uh, a nine volt battery, and you got a three volt current limiter and a three volt LED and another three volt LED, then you can light those up. Cook uh, them in series. Almost. My beer almost spilled. Oh, I heard that. that. I was like, oh my god, that's not his beer. That would have been. Uh, <laughs> we would have had to have played like taps or something for the for the beer yeah. for this for the spilled beer. My, my beverage almost spilled. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, uh, so you have you know three six nine three volts for the current limiter three volts for the LED another three volts for the LED so that's nine volts uh, and you have a nine volt power supply so it's going to work if you if you added another LED in series then it's not going to work because you just have you know too much going on for that nine volt battery right, uh, right. or or power supply so that's the the whole essence of of, of series now. Okay, I'd say you know. I'll take a look at slide number five. You know, but we're a podcast, so you can't see it. <laughs> right. If people are, if people are looking on the light bites, they can look at the that uh, well, series in parallel one. We'll uh, share and, the light uh, bites. Uh, we'll put all the light bites links in our show description too, so people can get their hands on them if they want to check them out. With the website itself. So yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. Yep. So. You have um, you, you have that one series circuit that I just told you about LED LED current limiter. Let's put another one just like it, um, and right underneath it, and we'll wire those together on the ends. You know, so you have uh, this bookcase kind of thing. You got the you know the the current limiter and two LEDs, and then below that you have another current limiter and two LEDs, and there's a positive going into one side and a negative going into the other side. I know this is kind of hard to visualize on the podcast, but uh, no, I, but I'm I'm starting to get a picture on that. Okay, but you know, come out to the expo, folks, and come to my clinic. <laughs> yes, we're gonna, we're gonna talk to about that at the end here. And it, okay, we're uh, gonna get to that ex- you at the expo on there. <laughs> on that. <laughs> that, but uh, uh, so that's the series in parallel, and yeah. now that those. The other number uh, for that is 20, 20 milliamps, uh, mm-hmm. because that's what most LEDs like to have is 20 milliamps of current. Okay. Uh, and I don't like to stress this voltage and current too much because it's, you know, when we're getting into the stuff that p- turns people off. Right. Uh, so, uh, but uh, what's going on on that shelf is 20 milliamps. You've got 20 milliamps that's flowing through there. and. Right. Uh, whether or not you're using one LED or two LEDs, it's the same amount, 20 milliamps. And each shelf is is uh, 20 milliamps. So each shelf uh, provides one 20 milliamps. Or or it sucks up 20 milliamps. 20 amps. Okay. Sucks okay. Up. Okay. So you know, let's say you have a, a power supply, a wall wart that's uh, got uh, 1.2 amps. Okay, which is equal to 1,200 milliamps. So you can do the math and figure out how many of those shelves that you can get off of that power supply. Oh, nice. You can get a bunch. Right. Yeah, yeah. because I talked to uh, another modeler on our show a couple weeks back, um, Rod Podmani, who will be at the show as well, and he's going to be doing some clinics on building. And I'm sure you know Ron. And um, uh, he told me he was talking about your lights on his Mm -hmm. show, on the show we were doing with him. And uh, he was saying that on a 9-volt battery – he ran off 18 bulbs, yep, LED yep. bulbs, yep. and uh, and I was like, wow, that's re- that was really impressive. Uh, no, that's that not gonna, that. 
that you know, if you're using just one battery, it's not going to last you from Saturday to Thursday. No. Right, right. <laughs> he said it did not. Too. He said, but <laughs> yeah. he did say it lasted. Um, it lasted through the through the contest. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then yeah. and then through the evening it lasted. In the morning it died. Mm-hmm. But still, and, and MRA, to get yeah. to get a few, you know, to get a chunk of hours out of 18 balls, yeah. that's mm-hmm. still pretty yep. pretty good. Yeah. Yep. And, and the beauty of it in the contest is that you don't have the wire for people to trip over. Nope. And you just every now and then you go in and you pop a new battery in. Um, yep. It's easy enough. Or you can <laughs> use it. I, I, I discovered the rechargeable kind. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd like, be why the best way. <laughs> yeah, it's like now, now I don't have to go to Costco for nine volt batteries. <laughs> so, um, so, so you you have now you said series of uh, series and power parallel bookcases. I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. bookcases. Yes. Um, you know, when I was talking earlier about the um, piggybacking all of your all of your um, uh, rice lights back in the the be- uh, grain of rice lights. Back in the day, it's mm-hmm. very similar, is what you're it, saying. It is. The only difference is that there's a, a plus and a minus, so that you have to make sure you you have them hooked up the right way. Right, right. So, I mean, and and your your directions and your and your guide that you have here that's downloadable off your website you know, mm-hmm. gives you that gives you that knowledge to be able to do that, yep. which is which is awesome. <clears throat> it makes it easier for you, and uh, you know, for somebody getting into that. And for us, it's going to make it a lot easier. <laughs> but um, that's, not even, that's not the fun stuff, though. No? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the, the theory stuff. That's the, the stuff that, you know, i got to get people, you know, I have to you know, describe that in the clinic, but then you got to nudge them and get them well, back talk, awake again. Let's talk um, about that. Especially if you have a clinic after lunch. You get some, <laughs> you get some dozers. But, oh, uh, no. <laughs> but uh, no, no, with that kind of not- those in, uh, at, the, uh, at the clinics in the afternoon last year, and uh, but um, they were a lot of them were the ladies. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, uh, yeah. No offense to the ladies out there, but uh, yeah, and one of them I believe might, might have been my wife. So <laughs> <laughs> that's when um, I throw the tootsie rolls at them. So. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about the the fun stuff. The fun stuff is, you know, you know, getting those lights installed, and, and one of the ways I like to do it is I use, you know, some inexpensive, readily available illustration board, uh, the kind of stuff you can get at Michael's or Hobby Lobby or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got a piece in my hand right here. Uh, Crescent is, makes it, but uh, I mean, it's, it's I don't know, what is it, about a sixteenth of an inch thick. It's uh, like a pressed white cardboard. Yeah. Um, and and what I'll do is, you know, I can like sketch out where I my my little circuit that I have, and uh, you know where I want to put I mark where I want to put the LEDs, where I want to have the power coming in, where the current limiter is going to go, and and then I can take copper tape, and and take the copper tape and stick it over my little markings to make a, a trace, or what I'm kind of making it into is like a little uh, circuit board. Oh. And you can take a, a pin and, and poke a hole into the copper tape and through the, the board, and you have the hole that you can the, the, put the through-hole LED into, mm-hmm. and you can solder it right to the uh, to the copper. To the copper tape. Um, it, exactly. And, uh, and your wires, and, and, and you, so you have a little uh, board 
that can be your ceiling, um, and uh, you can put it inside the model, and and it'll you know. You, you got it everything right. You got it right there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and, and you just turned the wiring into a very simple process. Yeah. By doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to kind of think it through, but, you know, you know some people can, like I said, maybe you know somebody can help you out. But it, uh, right. if, if you like logic puzzles, if you like to, to just kind of you know, figure things out, it's yeah. something, you know, fun to do. I mean, sure. I think. You, may, you just made it easy to, to mm-hmm. do so. By describing it without having to show on a podcast, without having to show it visually, um, I was able to visualize it in my head. And somebody mm-hmm. like Brett, who's done a lot more soldering and electrical work than I have done, right? Uh, he probably is. He's his mind's probably, you know, churning. Well, right yeah, now it's just it's, it's easy because the you're explaining it with materials that everyone's worked with, or most 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 mm-hmm. uh, fine scale modelers have worked with crescent board, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's and now it's tangible. It's it's just something easy. Now it's right. no longer a confusing electronics mm-hmm. thing, and it's just something simple to simple to work with. Yeah. And then it becomes a piece of your building, like you said. It becomes part of the roof. The, the copper tape is going to be your wire. You stick it down. You don't have to worry about you know stripping and and you know tucking the wire you know here and hiding it or whatever or having it move around on you. It, right. It's like a little unit, little self-contained unit that can fit right into your into the structure. I mean. The, the time to do your lighting is when you're building it, uh, the structure it is. Uh, it's a little bit harder uh, later on. You know, if you can take the roof off or the bottom of the uh, – and get into it, it that helps. But uh, mm-hmm. it's good to – you know, when you get that kit, look at it and think, where should I put the light? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you know, figure it out from there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's really cool. And then, like, if you want to uh, – that will allow you to mount them from the inside while you're building the kit, which is which is awesome. So here's a question I have for you, and it was one I was going to pose later, but I, it's coming up now. Um, a lot of our buildings we built without the without because we got into building and we weren't weren't thinking about, hey, we're going to eventually want to light these up, but we're already done with them, and a lot of them are already on the layout. We can lift them up or take them up, but mm-hmm. uh, how how do we go about how do we go about uh, after we've already constructed our building, and it's on the layout. Uh, what's what's a good way to add lighting to buildings that are already existing on the layout and and you know pre-built? Well, well here, here's when you get into the other little aspect of it, the little um, tips uh, and tricks or whatever you want to call them, um, which aren't necessarily electronic or any, by nature or, or anything like that. But um, let's take you know one of your buildings for example that you have. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people will take like the Christmas lights and, and drill a hole in the bottom of the layout and, and shove a Christmas light up through it and put the building on top of it. Um, so the thing that uh, I like to stress is that if you look at most buildings when you're driving at night, you aren't going to see light coming out of every window. Right. Right. You're you know unless you got kids living at home and you know sure. they're just moving the lights on. It's another dad joke, but. <laughs> <laughs> The the um, so you want to you know kind of pick and choose where you want the light to come out of, and mm-hmm. so you're, you're gonna have to block it off somehow. Uh, with uh, you know black construction paper works good for that, or or black crescent board, uh, just kind of mm-hmm. baffle it off so that uh, the light comes through where you want it to come through. In filtered areas, right? Yeah, yeah. 
and and uh, you got to watch out for leaks, like light leaks, sure. uh, where the you know, like the bottom of the of the wall or mm-hmm. where two walls join, right. um, or thin material, whether it's plastic or or laser board, like like the the, the barn door or something like that, where you're mm-hmm. you know like a built up door, it's sure. it's thin. You're gonna have to get something behind it to keep the light from shining through because that kind of kills the effect whenever right. you got that, that that kind of stuff going on, and um, and also the plastic window castings. Uh, a lot of t- times that the the light can leak between the the wood and the, the plastic frame, and right. so you might want to you know take some black paint or something on the inside and you know make sure it's kind of masked off so that you don't have that that little light leak. Right. These are the kind of things that I'm into that, you know, you, you, you know, if you're going to you make it look good, make it look good. Right. Uh, right. Make it look real. And, yeah. Uh, and if I'm going to add lighting and my building's already on the layout, I mean, there's two options. I mean, I'm going to have to either uh, it's either going to have to be able to be lifted up on its own automatically. You know, some people mm-hmm. don't necessarily um, permanently adhere their buildings to the layout. Then you can you can lift that up. Put the lighting where you need to put it. Mask off the inside from the inside. Because let's face it, on the bottom of most all models that we build, especially on the on the um, craftsman kit type, um, or even even a lot on the plastic ones that are available out there, you mm-hmm. you know you can do so with you know they're hollow underneath. Let's face it, mm-hmm. that's what they are. They're hollow building, and and then you can run your your mat your you know, like I said you can run a paintbrush up in there get some yep. of it black or uh, like you said put put car uh, black construction paper maybe on a piece of cardboard on both sides and uh, break it off into like quarters inside the mm-hmm. inside the building yep. and and then you can direct your light like that now if your building's and the other option is if your building's already attached to the layout itself and like let's say you had put plaster down and well now you have to do a balancing act. And decide it, I have an option of ripping it off, and redoing the the, the landscaping around it. Uh, you know, not not drastically, but you know, cut it away gently, and then redo, fix up what you can, or uh, do in exterior lighting. Is that is that? I guess that's the other option. Or you can have like a little little uh, uh, electric worker crew by the uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm at a loss for words, but but uh, but a telephone pole outside and, and mm-hmm. a sparking a sparking wire and, and the house oh, yeah. blacked out. You know? <laughs> so, uh, there, there's a few ways of skinning that cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, or you know, like I said, you could you could put a pole light outside or a porch light mm-hmm. going to the outside. Um, I'm guessing. I mean, these are all probably the fun things you're going to tell me about. Yeah, um, but. I'm going to let you go with it because I think I might be ruining your party. So. No, no. All, all different ways. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. It all depends on your level. So you might want to you might want to save that one. It's already glued down for, for later on. It mm-hmm. might, uh, um, but, uh, you know, as far as it's another question, you know, or another, you know, what do you like? Um, yeah. And, you know, if you have, uh, I like to, you know, if you have like a storefront or something like that, anything like a, with a big window, it's a good idea to put some light behind that. Uh, but and then again, you're gonna say, "Oh no, I got to put an interior." So that's up to the, you know, it's up to the model. That's a lot of fun too, though. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, to do. yeah, yeah. It, it is. Uh, and the other thing is that you know, uh, if you have a little scene going on, um, you know, if there's a workbench or something like that, I mean, that's gonna have to have a light over it. Uh, right. 
you know, a gas station canopy, um, yep. like, uh, we'll take, uh, Ron, uh, Padami's models, uh, cause a Waterbury pen company, yes. um, it's got a lot of nicks and nooks and crannies in it. And, right. and those are great to put lights just like he did too. Oh, yeah. Um, you got those little alcoves and, and, and little corners and, 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 you know, bumping things and, and, and they're great. I mean, cause that kind of stuff is what you're like, Oh yeah, look at that. You know, it yeah. gets you looking into the model. It's right. character that's built into the model. And then mm-hmm. lighting added to certain points in that cat extends that character. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it adds to the depth of that, of that model right. or whatever you're yeah. working yep. on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty, that's pretty wild. Now, in that building he made, by the way, it's just an amazing structure he did. That was very cool. Um, mm-hmm. The Waterbury pen, we talked about that. And, but, uh, yeah, his, you know, the lighting ideas on that are just, you know, uh, you know that, that type of building, uh, you, it's pretty much endless what you do with that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Billboards. You got yeah, billboards, billboards too. You know, you know, pole lights. If, you mm-hmm. know, um, I talked to... Uh, uh, you know, Brett Gallant. Um, I don't know if you're, uh, people are familiar with him with the Sierra West models, mm-hmm. uh, and you know his are like the you know the board on board kind of models, mm-hmm. and he's got some really intricate castings going on, very very highly detailed, and um, with those that the kind of lighting that you need to use for that is is with the little surface mounts because. Uh, you just don't want to spoil the scene with uh, a big clunky LED. Right. Uh, and it's, it's got so many different little nooks and crannies, like I was saying, and little spots where there's details that uh, you know, learning how to do the lighting uh, with the little surface mounts really pays off in, in, a, in that kind of situation. Now, now, with the surface mounts, I mean, how, how are they applied? Do they just like, they just like stick on or what, how do they work? They, that's the thing about them. They're so they're so small, um, and uh, in I think the second uh, or maybe the first uh, light bite article, I, I discussed some of those. Um, but um, and and they're different sizes too. But some of them, uh, the the 402 size, which is a industry standard kind of size. I mean, little things will stick underneath your fingernail, and if you sneeze, you'll blow them away. I mean, they're just like almost a, like the head of a pin. And, yeah. and getting getting a couple wires onto them uh, without a big solder blob, it, it takes a little practice, but it's possible. Right. And and that's what we do to make uh, you know goosenecks for N scale and HO scale. Oh my. Um, but um, again, it's possible. Comes with practice. And. Um, it's a the wire that you use. It's a thin wire. It's got a, a coating on it. The insulation that's on it, uh, which is a heat strippable insulation, uh, so it gets. Um, you, you need to tin it. And what it does is, if you take the little wire and you and you stick it into a blob of hot solder, it'll it'll melt off the insulation and tin the wire, coat it with solder at the same time. Oh wow. And, yeah, that's the that's the first step with the surface mounts. Then you can solder the wire onto the LED because, you know, the temperature that you need to melt off that insulation is going to cook the LED. And, right. And, and I I have some video of that that I show in the clinic. And one of these days I'm going to get some stuff on YouTube and um, and, and have a go with that. 
and right. uh, show do a little bit more show and tell because uh, it's something that really, it really, you, you, the only way to show it is on the video because you can't even say, oh, here, come come over my look over my shoulder because you need to you know, two things that you have to have if you're going to work with those service mounts is magnification and a good light source. And, you know, if you don't have those to start off with, you're dead in the water. Yeah. And you have to be able to see what you're doing. Right. And uh, I got to the point where I was doing so many of them that I invested in a pair of uh, kind of glasses that the dentists use. They have the little telescopes built into them. Oh, my. Yeah. And uh, it really helped out a lot. But uh, there's other ways. You know, the the Optivisor, the main thing is I had to have my reading glasses on and then put the Optivisor over the reading glasses in order to be able to see because whenever I flipped up the Optivisor, I still needed something to see the workbench. Right, right. That's Those those glasses kind of really paid off. Right. In fact, I got the idea of using of, of investing in those. I'm going to say investing because they're like they're not cheap, like a thousand bucks or something like that, yeah. uh, or 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 three limited structure kits if you want to put it in that term. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the person who, who turned me on to uh, um, uh, his name was Tony Sissons, and I met at a, a prototype. Uh, the guy does some exquisite uh, weathering on rolling stock and, and locomotives, uh, and um, He's the one who showed them to him, and, and I'll tell you what, you get something like that, and the stuff that you see is just, you can really take your your modeling to another level, but that's a, a different subject. Sure. Um, now, now you, on your website, you have, uh, in your shopping area, you have mm-hmm. uh, lighting effects, so can you get into what, what effects you have with them, or? Uh, yeah, the the effects and there's sounds too. Um, that um, engineering is a company that makes those, and I just distribute oh, okay. them for him. But um, one Eng- of the ones that engineering makes popular the sounds, one, correct? Yeah, they make the sounds okay. and the the light flashers. Oh, okay. Some of the okay. Oh, okay. Too. Gotcha. Um, I mean, if you want to take a, uh, a a detour here, I mean, what one of the things that got me started was uh, doing the clinics. Was I just you know kind of like talking about it and, and putting a spin on it that wasn't overly technical and then right. uh, whenever I did it then people in the clinics that were from other regions or divisions of the NMRA said hey can you do this clinic uh, for our show or for our mm-hmm. uh, uh, jamboree or uh, yeah. whatever uh, conventions that they were having and I said sure but uh, anybody who's done clinics for the NMRA or really for any kind of railroad group is knows that they don't pay well, if yeah. at all. <laughs> so you gotta, you, you gotta pay the way. And, and that's what got me started into selling some of the stuff. I don't, you know, I don't need that. The, the job is, you know, the micro stuff is income. It right. just started as a way of, of offsetting the cost to gas and uh, right. hotels and sure. food and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so in engineering had the, um, the, the stuff and so I was able to get it from him and I could discount it and, and, and do it that way but uh, lighting effects are great uh, you can like one of the ones I uh, I kind of invented in a way uh, I just say I invented I said to the guy at engineer I said hey how about something that looks like a TV uh, television because you know we've probably all driven you know or walked down the street and known that somebody inside this this know somebody inside this house over here is watching a television. Right. You, you see that glow that flickers. That or blue whatever. flickering glow. 
Yep. <laughs> and I said, how about a simulator for that? And, and that was a, ended up being a kind of a popular one for him. And, and uh, I'm actually kind of total. I actually was checking out the uh, the welding, the arc flash one, because the, the welding, yeah, the welding ones, uh, and the one I like the best is the uh, acetylene one. Yeah. Uh, because it it just simulates the the, the you know, striking the arc and uh, turning on the the acetylene and then adding the oxygen to it. You, oh you my have gosh. That yellow glow, and then you have it brighten up to wow. white. And then it kind of undulates, oscillates between the two colors. And uh, it's a really super effect. Right. And uh, the only the only downside is that with the engineering products, is they're all tiny, and that little board is only like a half an inch by half an inch. Yeah, and, you have a di- you have a diagram on your site. It's it's smaller than a dime, a lot yeah, smaller than fits, a dime. It fits on a dime, and uh, it doesn't need to be that small. But you know that's the way it is, unfortunately. But uh, I, you know, I, was, but, I mean, you can hide it in a lot of places, which that's, is great. But that's I mean, what I'm thinking of I mean, when I, I see them. I wouldn't mind a bigger board that you just stick underneath the layout and you know, right. run your wires yeah. to. Um, be that as it may, uh, if you're going to you know have the little figure with the welder actually doing the work, then you need to you know uh, solder up a couple surface mount uh, uh, LEDs, a white one and a yellow one. Um, yeah. And if you're doing the the arc welder, then you need a white one and a blue one. Mm-hmm. And because it it flashes back and forth between the two, it's a very uh, that's awesome. Prototypical kind of a simulation. Some of the other ones out there are more toy-like. Uh, right. No, I, I but, was um, uh, I was actually drawn to the a bunch on your site. You have an arc welder, that, as you mentioned, a TV simulator, but we have mm-hmm. a lighthouse. Uh, yep. and we have a large waterfront, which I'm sure you you might have heard or you've seen. Uh, with what we've he, been he actually on. knows all about the lighthouse. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah, that, that and we have we have a bunch yep. of we have a bunch of buoys and uh, a you know a, a lot of cool stuff that I I'm looking I'm as I'm scrolling through I'm like man I could use that I could use that you really cover a wide ver- a wide variety of um of applications with 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 the lighting effects. Right. No. I think. Uh, you know, well, engineering, other based out in Washington, uh, up, up up yonder that way, right? And uh, they're I think close to the coast, or I don't know if they're close, but anyways, there's a lot of modelers up that way that do waterfront, and so he's got a good assortment of lighthouses and channel marker lights and uh, you know buoy lights uh, right. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and now on your regular lights itself the ones you that you sell you know to, to um for uh microlumina um mm-hmm. you offer you offer colored lights as well different types of lights i mean can you can you get into that a little bit with us or yeah um i mean i, I have some of those I mean, most of the the lights that uh that um i work with and that most people get are the white ones mm-hmm. um right uh, unless you need, you know, the, the color, you're doing the arc welder or, or stuff like that. Uh, I don't think many people, I mean, there's red ones that people can use for, um, you know, tail lights and stuff like that. I don't get uh, too many people asking for that. Maybe uh, engineering does, I don't know. Right. But, uh, you know, and but then again, and if, Woodland Phoenix, I think they have, Woodland Phoenix, I think, has a, the, the, the cars with the lights already in them, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go, now, if, if you had, like, a car uh, with the, with the, um, 
let's say you bought a Woodlands Inc. car with the lights in them, and mm-hmm. you and you were running the microillumina uh, lights on your layout. Would you have to you'd have to wire them up to a different system, or how would that work? Um, or could they be put together? If you, if, you, if you know what you're doing, you could you could yeah, you know work yeah. it right off of uh, the, the uh, plug and play Woodland Phoenix system. Yeah. Uh, because it's you know it's it's a power source just like anything else. Uh huh. So okay. You know, it would work. Okay. Well, I wouldn't just, even know what I'm doing here, so to, I probably wouldn't even try that. <laughs> just doesn't have the plug on the end of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that then that makes sense. If, you know, if I was gonna buy if I was gonna buy the car, I'd probably just buy the plug and and plug it into the same thing and run that separately, because mm-hmm. you know then then I don't have to fool with tearing the wires apart and all. No, not knowing what I'm doing, uh, how you best that way. I mean, even for me, knowing knowing how to do it, I'd probably I, I'm, I'm you know the 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 car or something like that. I'd probably just buy it and you know weather it yeah. up a little bit and use it as it is. Cause, yeah, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that. You know, no. it's already and I, you know spend more time working on the on the structure. That's what I like to do. Sure, you know, exactly, exactly. And um, now, <clears throat> as far as um, you you said about the uh, the different white lights that you have. The, now, there do they come in like a, a different types of? Is it a yellow white light or a white light or yeah, um, another another good question. Um, the, the lighting colors. Uh, you have cool white and, and uh, you have cool white and warm white. Right. And uh, I mean, if you want to get into the real science of it and look at numbers and color temperatures, you know, you could do that. Um, but um, you know, mixing them up, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, one of the one of the pictures that I show in the clinic is a model that uh, uh, Charles Kirk had done. Uh, some people are familiar with him, and um, a great modeler over in Sweden, I believe. Right. And uh, he had a model, uh, or has a model of a uh, an ice icing platform, and he has it lit. And where the the office is, he has a warm light in it, and where the 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 platform is on the outside he has some like pole lights that are more blue a cooler white Mm -hmm. and it really just looking at that you see that the outside's cold and the inside's warm and toasty and and so you know the color of the light can you know these little subtle variations can you you can play to those right and, and an e- one easy way, without getting into like, oh, this is a warm white or a cool white LED, is uh, I'm going to open up my drawer here, and I got a bottle of uh, Tamiya or Tamaya, depending on your mm-hmm. pronunciation there. Of, yeah, the uh, paint company? Yep. Uh, clear yellow acrylic. Uh, it's uh, number X24 is the, the number on it. Mm-hmm. And um, it... it you can use that. You can thin it, or you can just put it on. Uh, you can just brush it right on the LED, and you can use it to warm it up if you want to. Huh. Oh, nice! Uh, you can thin it out and can kind of just add coatings to make it as warm as you want to, or scrape it off if you if you overshot. Right. And it comes in. Let's see. There's red, uh, which is X27. There's orange, and those huh. are like the red, yellow, and the orange. I mean, you can play around with those if you're doing a little fire scene or a campfire sure, or something right. like that. Sure. Uh, they also make a smoke color, I think they call it, uh, yeah, smoke X19, which is like a, 
you know, anybody who's into into photography, it's kind of like a neutral density. In other words, mm-hmm. it dims it without changing the the color so much. Uh, you can use it to essentially dim the LED without using a resistor or a fancy uh, you know uh, circuitry. I don't right. want to get into. It. I don't want to get into pulse width modulation, but uh, <laughs> uh, you can use it to like um, mechanically dim the LED, so to speak. So uh, you know, those are nice little tools to have in the, on the. Oh uh, yeah. Workbench. Yeah, and then, and now with the you, you said the cool and warm lights. I mean, mm-hmm. does the warm light give you a more natural coloring look? I mean, I mean, what what you know the cool. Sometimes I know cool lights. If I buy the cool white lights. For my LEDs, I have my house is lit with LEDs now. I switched over mm-hmm. entirely. But if I yep. get those cool ones, everything looks really blue and weird looking in my it's house. Terrible. Yeah, it looks yeah, horrible. Terrible. I hate them. You know, yeah. so you need, uh, you need the warm white ones. So the warm light ones. Uh, and, and do you feel that the warm light ones give a more natural glow than on a layout as well? Does it work it the same concept? You know, if I'm modeling an apartment building or, or residential, yeah. I probably want to put some warm white lights in there. Gotcha. Uh, if there's a, like a manufacturing or something like that, go for the cooler lights or, or a shopping okay. center or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, take a you know, take a, a walk out or, you know, next time you go out shopping or something like that and you look mm-hmm. in the parking lot, there are so many different colors of lights out there. I mean, not not signs or anything like that, but, you know, pole lights. I mean, there's bright white ones. You got the sodium vapor, which is that orange color. You got metal mm-hmm. halide. It's a whitish blue. And what's, uh, what's so awesome about fun. it is, and what's awesome about it is a lot of, a lot of facilities don't have matching lights. Even though oh, that too. Yeah. Like they, they and, you know, and, one, bu- one of them burns out and they replace a couple and you got some old lights with some new lights or some LEDs mixed in with some other types of lighting. And, that's what's neat is you can you can really mm-hmm. put, put some variation in the even in similar lighting just because the bulbs are different. Sure. Oh, yeah. And, and Brett, that reminds me of another simulator, and that's the defective light simulator that's out ah. there. Ah. Uh, because uh, that's you know, whether it's a fluorescent light or a light that's going bad. You know, it's got that flicker to it. It's going on and off. Yep. Oh, uh, sweet. Another neat simulator to put to put into a model <laughs> like a store like in a store an old storefront like an old drug store or something like that where yeah. they have it would have fluorescent lighting and one's going bad you know or like like the cd uh the cd liquor store on the corner yep. you know yeah or, yeah or, or if you were taking a test in, in high school and you didn't know what you were doing and you were sitting underneath that fluorescent light that was doing that <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We've had we've had those moments. Oh yeah. So, um, <clears throat> um, now uh, with with lighting, um, it, rather than have to wire out your own, I mean, obviously you could. Um, things like railroad lights, your 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 crossing lights, and and lights that you would find along the the rail side industry, um, those types of things. There's there's so much out there on that. You don't handle any of that stuff, do you? Uh, you mean with, with flashers for yeah flashers crosses? yep, well, yep. there's there simulators for that too and um, uh, one thing uh, in the, in the list that's that are on the site there you'll see like early era flasher uh, and the difference between an early era flasher and a more uh, a more modern flasher is that 
in, in the earlier days, there weren't any LEDs. So when a light flashed, it didn't. It wasn't just like on and off. That filament took a while to glow up and then glow down uh, and to dim out. Yeah. And uh, and you and that gave it that uh, that that effect to you know the light just it wasn't just like on off. Yeah. abruptly like a, an LED will do. It's right. uh, a nice thing about when you flashed a, a, a grain of white or, or it, it, would, it wouldn't come on instantly. It was a subtle, you know, whether it's a nanosecond or whatever, it didn't come on instantly like an LED does. And that's what uh, the LEDs, if you're flashing, they, they look kind of, you know, a little funky if, if, you, if you don't have it, uh, you know, dimming up and dimming down very quickly. Right, right. And that's why right. you, you need that good little flasher circuit to do that for you. If you're, if you want to simulate that that kind of flash. I mean, if you mm-hmm. if you're doing modern era, modern era, and you're and you're doing like a police car or something like that. Well, geez, they're all LEDs now, so right. they can be flashing. Yeah. You know, on, oh yeah. Like now, uh, with the lights itself, as far as we talked about batteries and how long they last. With the LEDs, you get probably you know once they're wired up correctly and you give them the right uh, current, um, they're probably not gonna probably gonna last you for quite a long time. I mean, they should last you. Yeah, they should last you your lifetime or into your grandchildren's lifetime, and yeah, um, it, it all depends on you know, if you're you know kind of you know with your soldering technique and you didn't mm-hmm. really. Stress the LED by putting too much heat on it or anything like that. Right, so right. You, know, you, you get in and get out. You get a nice clean solder joint, and uh, yeah. you just don't keep that uh, keep it get it too too hot. Right. Because um, that that'll you know kill the light uh, the longevity sure. of it. Right. But, you, know, you do it right. It's it, you know one of the numbers out there fifty thousand hours, eighty thousand hours. Yeah. Wow. They, they can last a while. So you know back. I'm looking once again looking back to when I used to light things on my old layout with the grain of wheat bulbs and you know uh, a year later i'm <laughs> going back and replacing bulbs you know and um that was a pain in the ass so mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah that's 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 a that's a huge selling point you know is the fact yep. that they light for eh, just like it would be for our own uh one uh one verse one scale uh, mm-hmm. of of today's world lighting is the big selling point is the longevity of the light. So mm-hmm. I imagined it was on these smaller scale LEDs. I didn't know what the light, the light time was, the lifetime was on that. So that's insane. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, so I'm gotta... oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say with those little tiny ones, you can just put them in all different kind of places. You know, if you want to make your own, Go as far as to make your own table lamp to put on a desk. You could do that. Uh, wow. a, lot of, a lot of things you can do. Yeah, oh, that's, this is really cool. I love this uh, the, being able to talk about these tonight. Um, you're going to be at the expo coming yep. up, and mm-hmm. of course, I, I'm encouraging all the listeners to be at the expo. We had some. We talked about this uh, plenty before, um, but if you can make it up. And get to Albany to do that. That's wonderful. You know, stop in and see uh, Bill there at the show. And uh, I know last year when we went, we saw you there, and you had a really nice display with a building that was all lit up. It was really cool. Right. Um, that was that was pretty impressive. Um, and at the time, we were just getting hey, we were still dropping plaster on our layout, so we weren't anywhere <laughs> close to there. Um, but um, we will definitely be visiting you there and. 
as a result of visiting you there, if you are going to the expo, I want to, you know, make sure, I mean, check out his clinic, uh, get, get in on that clinic if you can. Uh, he's, you know, I'm sure you're going to be able to visually see the things that he's showing you, but he described something tonight that really interests us with that, that board and how he wired it. Yeah. Are you going to have, are you going to be showing that there at the clinic as well? I'll be doing two clinics. I'll be doing a, one of the premium clinics, the hands-on mm -hmm. clinic, where uh, you can bring your soldering iron and your tools, uh, or if you're flying in, you, I can maybe you know, email me. I can supply them. But um, we'll sit you down and have you doing some soldering and making up some uh, little illustration boards or maybe working on some other circuits uh, and uh, getting some lights to light up and something that you could take home and put on your, in one of your models. Um, Heck, if you have something you want to you know, bring, and maybe we can look at it and figure out uh, how to light it right there. Um, but uh, I'll be doing the, the hands-on clinic and also a regular standard clinic, which is you know one of the hour-long or 45-minute-long clinics, sure. uh, which is the, basically the presentation type. So, well, uh, well, that's awesome. And like I said, I mean, if you can get in on one of those clinics, definitely do so. I'm going to probably try and swing by uh, while I'm there. We're going to be very busy bouncing around all over the place. Uh, I'm going to be filming a lot of things going on. And then of course, uh, doing our podcast from there and all, but I'd like mm -hmm. to maybe I'm, I might slip in and sit in your clinic a little bit, but, um, sure. also I think if you're willing, I wouldn't mind coming by, uh, uh the Michael Lumina tables and, uh, visiting your setup and with the, I'll be taping some other people, Jason Jensen, Ron, they're doing, uh, I'm going to have Dan Raymond there at our table and he's going to be, uh, doing, uh, sh you know, showing me how to build, how he does his builds on his, on his vehicles. Um, I wouldn't, if you're open to it, I wouldn't mind swinging by your place and, uh, maybe have you show me how you, how you wire one of those, one of those little, uh, white boards up. Yeah. No problem. That'd be cool. I would That'd be a really lot of fun, be really yeah. cool. And we could show show the people and and uh, you know right from the expo. Well, you know, mm -hmm. not, nothing real super long. I don't want to keep you there. I know you're gonna be busy, busy, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun if you're willing to do it. Yeah, no problem. I mean, well, busy, busy. I mean, it's, we're talking lighting <laughs> now. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know sometimes it's like the you know the that scene from uh, Animal House where they're pledging <laughs> and they say, "Oh, have you met Jugdish and so and so." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy very cool so, yeah i mean i think that'll be i think that'd be great to come up and uh and hang out and uh talk to you a little bit about that and uh definitely uh be able to give a visual uh for a real quick demonstration on something and mm -hmm. uh when i said busy i meant you know dealing with all the people at the show and at the table and that type of thing but um you know i'll catch you on a down a down moment and uh we'll we'll definitely We'll definitely uh, hook up. That'd be wonderful. Sure, that'd be great. You, you know, stop by, pick up a, a Twisty Roll or a Defective Mallow Cup. I probably <laughs> will have some. <laughs> oh boy. So, okay, well that that's great. We're gonna see you at the at the expo. It was great tonight having you on, and we appreciate your time. Thanks. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, I learned a lot. I, I, I'm now I'm really I'm really anxious and gung ho to to jump into it. I, I know Brett. As soon as we get off this call. He is going to be like, I know what you're going to do. You're going to be like, I'm into this right now. I want to, I want to start lighting well, stuff I'm working up. On, I'm working on Roland's welding. I'm wrapping up Roland's welding 
and uh-huh. I was looking at that. <laughs> I was looking at the boards of the effect, the lighting effects, and I see uh-huh. those are you know the the welding effects, whether it be uh-huh. the the, uh, the welding or the arc flash one. Um, and you said there's the acetylene. What was that one again? The acetylene, the acetylene torture gas yeah. welding. I think causes right. So I, I now there's now there's two of them that I'm interested in. So so mm-hmm. there you know there's a definite interest in 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 yeah. getting our hands on some of these things uh-huh. and uh, getting our feet wet with our feet wet with lighting. Sorry, but um, yeah, but I it's great a, stuff. I man. have that kit. I I have that kit too, and I wanted to put it together just for that purpose to display. I have the the, the two. Uh, uh, the gas in the uh, arc welder uh, on display at, yeah. the, at the booth, but uh, they're just the, the figures with the, you know, it's not, you know, in a model or anything like that. It's just right. in a little I was actually box. thinking, I was thinking it'd be cool to do one of the effects deep in the building. So that way you wouldn't have to have a, a figure that was, that looked like it was welding. Yep. You could just see from the open overhead, the, the open uh, garage yep. door that there was welding going on inside and then do something outside as well. You bring up another good point uh, with the when you're in a situation like that, you don't have to worry about using a surface mon LED. You can just use a a, a through hole LED, a blue one and a white one or whatever, and and tuck know, it back into it the building. The, yeah, yeah. Put it if you you know spray it with some dull coat inside. You know, you're not as long as you're not you know seeing into the building and seeing a, an LED inside there, but it gives you the effect. You know what's going on inside the building. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I. I've been thinking about that ever since I was checking them out. So, uh, you know, once you see those things, your brain starts going crazy. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, uh, going to think about how I can employ some of these things on my, on our layout here. But, well, you know uh, what, Bill only lives in Pittsburgh. We need to come down and, and, uh, hang out with us. We'll get the beer and the burgers Yeah, (laughs) and give us ideas, (laughs) but Yeah. That sounds like a plan, or maybe you know, get that you know, have them move that expo back down into you know, I don't know, like you said, the Gettysburg area, yes. or, Lancaster oh, yeah. area or something like that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, be yeah. one of those. We're, we we've been pushing that that around a little bit. We'll see uh, see where they go with it. But that um, way, I can, I can charge people six percent tax instead of seven point two five or whatever. Right, you wouldn't have to do all. The, you wouldn't have to worry about all the different taxes. Yeah, <laughs> like like we don't have any taxes in Pennsylvania. No. <laughs> and, the, and the roads are smooth. <laughs> right, right. Oh, oh boy, we won't get into all that. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good idea. Yeah, it'd probably better we leave that one alone. <laughs> exactly. But no, I um I think it's great. I know I was and I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, it, nope. it definitely opened it. it opened our eyes up to a whole different part of modeling that. Um, we just didn't even think about it yet. So, yeah, uh, and it, and it, and we're at a point with our layout where it's probably time to start doing it now versus mm-hmm. um, when it's completed yeah, it because we haven't we haven't put all the thing all the buildings down and we haven't com- yeah. you know wrapped it all up yet. Do it, do it before you get too far along, and you know if there's any buildings you haven't put together yet, you know plan on it before you do that. It'll make right. the job so much easier. Right. Sure. Sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's what we need to start doing. As you buy a kit, so we were talking about that. Yeah, uh, Bill and I talked about that the other night, and and that is, yeah, we're starting to we're all starting to get these collections of kits. And I think now, before I start opening them up or starting into the next one, I'll get a hold of Bill or get on his website and 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 order what I need to order 
uh, light wise for each one of these kits, and then I'll, it'll be all ready, you right. know, and then I can I can do it while I'm building it. So that's that's my game plan there. Yeah. So. Some people shoot me an email and say, "Hey, I want to light this up. What do I need to do?" And I could say, "Okay, well, here's here's one way of going about doing it." Like I said, I'm stressing it. This is a way of doing it, not the way or right. the only way. It's just a one way of doing it. And you know, depending on the person's skill level, uh, you know, we could figure something out. Sure, totally. That's fantastic. You are a big help. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are in the same boat we are that they have not really got to that yet, or they. Um, don't know where to begin, and that was tonight. I think was a, a good eye opener for that. Uh, having you here to explain a lot of it, it opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Um, and I'm really now I'm, I'm excited to try it out when I when I visit you. I I will be stopping by for some lighting as well, and um, we're looking forward to to that the, the expo and seeing you there. And, and I encourage everybody to kind of go out and see. Uh, get on the website microlumina.com. And it's M-I-C-R-O-L-U-M-I-N-A for those that uh, are not sure uh, how, how – maybe I mumbled that. Microlumina.com. Yes, microlumina.com, just as it sounds. Right. And if you are coming to the expo, you'll see him there as well. Sure. It's not the greatest website, but, you know, like I said, life gets in the way. And if, if, if it was my <laughs> – if it was the only thing I was doing, I could put a lot more time in. Hey, we so get unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, you know, you got to put the roof over the the head and uh, pay for the uh, uh, the health care with uh, absolutely you know, the, the other job. So, so exactly. Hey, we get it. All right. Well, thank you uh, so much, Bill, for being on. I look forward to seeing you in November, and uh, you have a great evening. 